Hi guys, we're getting ready to start the radio show, and I'm live now. I just discovered. Yes, you are. And so, but this is going to be a great show. We're going to find out what's real and what's fake. Well, maybe. Well, when it comes to spirituality, at least, um, you know, there's other things in life that are real and fake, but this one's important. We want to know what real Christianity is, what it is to be true to yourself and others. And Bobby wants to say hello. Well, we don't really have time, but I will say hello real quick. Hello. And then the music is going to start any moment. There's always time. You can think we don't have enough time, but that there's always time. I like to think there's always time. <laughs> there's always time for something. <laughs> what well, is going to be everything? It's different. See, there's time. I love it. Time is on my side. I Ooh, hope. Saddle is on. So. God willing, if God wants. Please log in. I guys. still have plenty of time. <laughs> That's what we all hope. Yeah, we do. Hope. Wait, is it in? Oh. Yeah. It's yes, on. we're live. We have Michelle today. She might Hi. join in. Yeah, Hi. she's joined already. with Amy Cabo. Life can bring many difficult situations. Domestic violence, addictions, poverty, and even sexual abuse by your loved ones. Welcome, Amy Cabo and The Cure. Good afternoon and welcome to The Cure Radio Show. I'm your host, Amy Cabo, with my amazing partner, Boris. Wow, amazing. Again today. I'm on a roll. So far, so good. God is good. Our show is available live on your radio. Also through our live, through the app, The Cure, on any smartphone, and our website, GodIsTheCure.com. We're broadcasting live from Miami through satellite, available in 35 radios, and I- in 11 states, and on Sirius XM channel 131, and I live have- on social media, and soon after the show, any podcast player. And I just wanted to thank our social media followers, especially. We have reached average 1 million people every month since 2021. Thank you, because of me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And thank God. This show deals with suffering, the tenacity of the human spirit, the will to survive, and the courage to keep moving forward despite any obstacle with the help of God, who enables us to help each other. 
We provide testimonials to let people know we are not alone. And in this show, the testimony started with me, having been a survivor from child abuse well into young adulthood. We also have experts in several fields and inspirational speakers hoping to provide valuable information considering that education is necessary, awareness is crucial, and comfort is needed. I do believe we all suffer or have suffered from something and we hope to be a source of healing for each other. Despite trying everything, God was my only cure, but other forms of healing are presented to service everyone. Life will always be challenging, but please know there's always someone who cares. If no one at all, at least God does. The song we played earlier was Beautiful Mistakes by Justin Bieber. And this is my take. What does it mean to be Christian? Meaning Christ-like. It takes patience, love, and understanding. We grow from times that are challenging, even though this life can be quite demanding. It's necessary to look beyond the negative and forgive for they are God's children too. Focus on the beauty they possess instead because if God believes in them, so should you. Beautiful mistakes is exactly how it sounds. It's an awesome opportunity to do what's right. Make it a stepping stone for the both of you in which the bond is strengthened when it, God is the light. Failure is what brings accomplishment. Disappointment turned upside down. God works out everything for the good and unconditional love is what turns it around. Today we will talk about our faith and what is real or fake Christians. And we have a special guest, Deirdre Riley, author of The Pretend Christian. Deirdre Riley is the author of The Pretend Christian, traveling beyond denomination to the true Jesus, and a Christian writer and editor. Her articles and essays appear on Crosswalk.com, CBN.com, and other news and entertainment sites. Deirdre has been on radio and television in support of her work and enjoys talking with both Christians and non-Christians about faith. Deidre, welcome to The Cure. It's awesome to have you. It's so awesome to be with you. Thank you so much, and I really loved your poem. Thank how, you. How moving. And it's through mistakes that we learn and grow, uh, Christians and non-Christians alike, so I really appreciated that. Nice. Well, thank you. So let's start with a loaded question. <laughs> what does it mean for you to be Christian? That is such a great, simple yet yet complicated question, <laughs> isn't it? For me to be a Christian means I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe in his sacrifice on the cross. And I have have chosen with my will to be a follower. It doesn't mean I'm perfect. I still make mistakes. But my foundation is as a Christian, and everything else I am comes after that. Uh, you know, woman, mother, daughter, 
friend, uh, everything comes after my being a, a Christian. It's the bedrock of who I am. So, you know, it's it's funny you should say that. I, I saw a picture not too long ago. What is a perfect marriage? It's two imperfect people who just refuse to give up on each other. And isn't that how God is with us? He refuses to give up on us. And But how about the opposite? What is a pretend Christian? <laughs> well, a pretend Christian can be many things. But one thing, a pre- you know, a pretend Christian can be someone whose tank is on empty. Maybe they're a Christian and they are a believer, but they they don't have the fire and that happens because we're human and sometimes when we go through the motions of even prayer uh we just aren't we don't feel like we're making that soul connection with god a pretend christian could also be more nefarious than that it could be somebody who truly is pretending to be christian to raise money or or their own profile but for me, it, it was interesting. I was a practicing, you know, Christian for many years without really understanding Christ's necessity in the equation. And I found that such an interesting place to be. I believed in God. I called myself a Christian, but I didn't, I loved Jesus, but I guess I didn't understand his fundamental necessity to Christianity. So that's kind of been my journey, and I am the biggest one to make mistakes, and I try to catch myself when I'm pretending and just make it really real with God, get back to that connection. And God understands how imperfect I am and how imperfect we all are. I know He does. And uh, we just strive to pick ourselves up and, and be better. Is not the Bible the source of a strong foundation? And a lot of us may not realize it, but for me, being a pretend Christian, I know at one point I was where it's living, where you're lacking the practice of virtue. It's it's not just living, and it's not just getting by, but it's being virtuous and and practicing the things that Jesus taught us, that the way that we should behave, the actions that we should take, always choosing to do the right thing, even when no one's looking, even if no one cares. Uh, you know, doing it right, even when you don't think it needs to be done right. Uh, just always being conscious of the fact that God is present not just making pretend he's asleep or he, or he is not paying attention when you're misbehaving that kind of thing like i did not know that um you drink oh drinking a lot with my friends was sinning there was a thing a lot a lot of the ways that i was living that i did not know that was not right just recently i found out gossiping was a sin and i did not know that either because so many of us do it and we thought that was a normal thing of life. Uh, just recently I was reading the the Saint Padre Pio and he was telling a guy that dancing is an invitation to sin. I never knew that either. Uh, but you know, so is curiosity. Did you know that? And but if you think about it, logically, curiosity le- leads to no good. 
dancing could lead to no good things too. So I can mm-hmm. kind of understand. I no longer yeah. think those are extreme views. I'm starting to see the light a little bit. Well, I think I think you're bringing up a really important thing, especially with today's Christianity. And the idea of repentance and sin is kind of falling off a little bit. I don't know if you've noticed that, Amy. But we kind of want to turn God into our best version of him instead of who he is. And, you know, what is sin? Sin is something that is offensive to God. You know, the word sin may sound very churchy. Um, But if, you know, we can sin in large ways or small ways. But what we're really saying when we're saying we're sorry for sin is that God, I did something that offended you. I did something that was not my best and that made you feel awful. Well, you know, it's important that when we're sorry, we really mean it and we plan not to do it again, not expect them to continue forgiving us for the same thing we care not to change. We will continue talking about faith and the greatness of God's love. We'd love to hear from you. Call us with, if you have a question, 1-866-34-TRUTH, 1-866-34-TRUTH. Amy Cabo and the Cure. Amy Cabo and the Cure. This show deals with suffering, the tenacity of the human spirit, and the courage to keep moving forward with the help okay, of God. I want people to know that there's no. I was forced into my abortion because Mom, I didn't think I had a okay. choice. I want people I to know there's choices. Well, Amy, my heart is breaking. I just want you to know that I love you and I thank God for you. Amy Cabo and The Cure. Every Saturday at 1 Eastern on the Truth Network. I wake up and I'm not so mad at Twitter now. Living sucks, but it's sucking just a little now. And I don't want to cry no more. So I set my bar real low. I'm okay. I'm okay. Amy Cabo and The Cure. Welcome back and thanks for tuning in to The Cure with Amy Cabo. And she was Amy and I'm not Amy but uh, I'm her backup. Remember that you can listen to the radio show live through our app The Cure with Amy Cabo or as a podcast just look for God is The Cure on any podcast platform. That awesome song was We La Side by AJR. And guys this is my take. For most Most of us know what it's like to feel defeated until God takes over. It can be too much pain. Once we get to where we need to be, we're much less sad despite the rain. It can take us by surprise and hit a little heavy, but only for a moment. It doesn't steal our joy. We love what life has to offer with God in it. The enemy can try, but our spirit he cannot destroy. 
Don't let emotions take control. God always shows a different way. For there is a silver lining to every cloud. When we trust God, we have hope and we'll be okay. Those things we cannot change, accept it as God's will, for He knows best. Hard times bring about a greater good. Those of us who keep their faith survive the test. We're talking about are we good or bad Christians <laughs> with special Deidre Riley. Deidre, what do you consider is contributing to the loss of faith in today's world? That's a great that's such a great question, and I ponder that a lot. I mean, we see church, you know, across the board, no matter what denomination, attendance is down. This is, you know, pre-COVID. Uh, of course, COVID hasn't helped, but I, I think we've gotten away from kind of some traditional fundamental truths. I mean, life is hard. And I think now, uh, you know, if life is hard at all, we feel like, where's God? You know, as a matter of fact, suffering and, and hard times are a part of life. It doesn't mean we're alone. I also think technology has put us so in control of our own lives in a way that might be a little deceiving. You know, we can create our own playlists, our own Netflix, you know, wish lists, and we have the illusion of control over so many aspects of our lives. And I think it's kind of helped us to push God out, to push God out of our lives. But, you know, I can say since I've been a real Christian and not a pretend Christian, it's the happiest, and it might seem paradoxical, but the most free I've ever felt, even though there are rules with Christianity. But Christianity is the law, which is rules, but it's also the gospel, which is the great good news. And... I heard someone put it this way once, and I loved this in terms of God's rules. If you put a bunch of little kids together and you put them on a soccer field, but there are no goalposts, there are no, you know, yard lines, there are no, no referees, they go crazy. They don't, they can't really play the game. If you put all that in place, you put the goalposts, you put the referee, you put the coach, then they're truly free to play. And that's freedom. They're really playing soccer. So I feel with God, if we listen to God through his word, through the Bible, we're totally free to live a great life. So I feel like we are getting away from faith. But then again, there are a lot of us out there. There are a lot of us believers out there. And we're praying for everyone, people that we agree with and people we don't agree with. And I think good Christians have a sense of peace towards everyone and wish them well. And, you know, so I try to look on the positive, but it is true. We're kind of edging God out of our experience today. Well, I know from personal experience, my life was the absolute hardest when I didn't have a true relationship with God. And then when I have a relationship with God, it doesn't matter what's going on, how difficult life becomes, I'm okay. So that's, that's, I think, what's, what's made it so confusing these times is that we don't have God the way that past generations did, the way that we used to. A lot of things have 
gotten washed away. And I know it's more difficult to follow God, and then people want what's comfortable and what's easy. And that could be a contributing factor, I believe. But I believe you're right. And, and sometimes, you know, I used to call it a Gumby God. Do you remember Gumby, the little <laughs> figurine, and he could twist and turn his arms and legs? That's what we're trying to do with God a lot of times. We, you know, we have so many ways that we're experiencing God now. Some are good, you know, but you go into church, there are a lot of programs. There are a lot of things that take away from the Word, even though they're great in conception. So God is not a Gumby God. He is a God (laughs) who is almighty. He knows who He is, and He knows who we are. And we can only run and hide for so long. And that, to me, is not frightening, because God knows I'm going to mess up. And uh, my job is to repent for that, to deeply feel sorry, and then to move on with an attitude of good cheer. So I want God to be almighty in heaven and not a God that I would make, because frankly, I'm not that smart, not that talented. (laughs) The God I would come up with is nothing close to the real God. Well, I'm not that smart either. My intelligence comes when God lets me have it. (laughs) That's the truth. I love that. But, you know, um, how about what would be your message for someone who's maybe having a hard time with their faith, they're questioning their faith, they're not really understanding why, you know, things are going the way they are? That's such a great question. And there's a lot of that today, and especially during COVID times, there's a lot of depression and anxiety and You know, I really feel for all of us as a people. We've been through a lot. Um, What I would say is if you are a beginning Christian, surround yourself, set yourself up for success, and surround yourself with believers, whether that's in a group, if you have a good friend you know who you trust who is a Christian, put, you know, set yourself up for success. If you're a little farther in your journey, I would really dig in deep to God's Word. And I would really get in there. And in my own prayer life, it's funny, I I was thinking to myself yesterday, I think I've forgotten how to listen. I'm so busy pouring out stuff to God. But if you can practice a relational give and take, and I know it's hard because we don't hear God's voice in a traditional way, But if we can talk to God and then quietly meditate and listen for his answer, and he may, he answers in a variety of different ways. But I would say set yourself up for success depending on where you are in your journey. And surely, if you are thinking about looking into Christianity, absolutely please do. It will change your life. God is the best friend you will ever have. He will never let you down. And there have been times I've felt so alone. And yet I know God's there. It's been Yeah, and if all else fails, try prayer. It works. And we will continue talking about God's love. I would love to hear from you. Tell us your story about God's love. 1-866-34-TRUTH. 1-866-34-TRUTH. Or are you a true Christian or a fake Christian? Let us know. With Amy Cabo and the Cure.
We were both young when I first saw you. I close my eyes and the flashback starts. I'm standing there on the balcony in summer air. See the lights, see the party, the ball games. See you make your way through the crowd and say hello. Little did I know that you were Romeo. You were throwing pebbles, and my daddy said, "Stay away from Juliet." And I was crying on the staircase, begging you, please don't go. The Cure with Amy Cabo. Life can bring many difficult situations, domestic violence, addictions, poverty, and even sexual abuse by your loved ones. Welcome, Amy Cabo and The Cure. Welcome back, and thanks for tuning in. Remember, we're live every Saturday at 1 p.m. on your radio, on our app, The Cure, and our website, GodIsTheCure.com, because he is. Yes. And also, all shows are available as a video podcast. Just look for God is the Cure with Amy Cabo or type in God is the Cure and the podcast The Cure with Amy will show up. The song they just played was Love Story by Taylor Swift. And here's my take. If we encounter God when we are young, we are truly touched by grace. It's how a beautiful story is born that tragedies and trials cannot erase. Eventually we grow and get to know more than Romeo, who truly loves us most. It can be love and hate when we are cold, but we're his vessel and he's the host. God is our love story, takes us places we didn't know, could ever have existed in this life. There's so much more he wants to show. As our king, prince and princesses to God is what we are and long to be. Pebbles thrown our way don't mean a thing. God's love and promises is all we see. We were discussing God's love, his existence, and our faith with Deidre Riley. Deidre, before we went into break, I had mentioned prayer. In my life, prayer is what really worked. I did not know how to do much anything else, but that's how it started. Um, what? How does prayer play a role in faith and spirituality? Prayer is everything. Prayer is the communication that we have with God. And uh, I've been ruminating on this recently, and, and for some reason social media has been a big theme with me lately. Maybe because I have to use it more now that I uh, have this book coming out. But, you know, when we say to somebody, and, and you can do it easily on social media, hey, I'll be praying for you. Do you? Do you pray for that person? Prayer is communicating with the Most High God. Prayer is petitioning or crying out to the Creator of the universe. And so I've 
had a little path for myself because I love to tell people, hey, I'm praying for you. I do it. I sit down and do it. Prayer is the most serious thing we can do. It doesn't mean it has to be perfect. If you're in pain, your prayer may be a strangled cry. Your prayer may be, God, I don't even have the words, but I'm reaching out to you. But prayer is our way to talk to God, and it's a two-way street. So we need to listen. We need to to understand that all our prayers are heard. You know, I'm sure everybody out there has said a prayer, and they think, I, I just don't even feel it. I wonder if God even hears my prayers. Yes, he does. The Bible tells us he does. And it's a beautiful gift. Prayer is a beautiful gift. Well, here's the thing uh, about prayer. I mean, prayer, I believe, is among the most important thing a person can do, if not the most important thing, because it's amazing what happens when you ask for help. God can do amazing things. He really encourages you to do the right thing, and he can encourage you to read the right book, to read the Bible, to uh, talk to someone that you need to talk to, or to hear the message that you need to hear. The song will play that you needed to hear. Uh, it's, sometimes he just wants us to ask for help. He did say, ask and you will receive. I feel like if we don't ask, we're not going to receive. We're, you can't just expect him to just do things, although he does. He does do things without us asking, but it's important that we ask. It's important that he knows that we realize we need his help. In my opinion, I'm no one without God. And my day cannot start without speaking to him first. My day cannot start without prayer. In fact, my sanity is not there without prayer. <laughs> so prayer is a big part of my life. Um, and, you know, everything else, reading and virtue and doing the right thing, I think just follows. So I, I think prayer is what it is, where it's at. Um, but what, how about, you know, I think what is for some people difficult is when they don't understand unanswered prayers. And I know that educating yourself in reading the Bible helps you accept God's will. But how can we get to that point when his will may be difficult to understand? That's such a great question. And I just wrote an article about this, and it's, it's um, really understanding when God says no. Unanswered prayer may, in fact, you know, I believe a prayer is always being answered. God, there's not a prayer you can pray that God isn't going to listen to. The answer may be no. But it feels like unanswered prayer before you do get that no. And unanswered prayer can feel like a very isolating vacuum. Because we pray, say, for, for a relative's uh, return to health. Maybe they're desperately ill. And they continue to decline. That is unanswered prayer. It feels like. But what we have to do is rely on our faith. During these times when we feel like we're getting radio silence from God, right? <laughs> yes. We're sending up the prayers, we're doing all the right things, we're praying so hard and for so many hours, 
yet we get nothing, no signs from God, no, no messages back from him. This is when, again, we have to dig in and count on his promises, count on the word. If you trust God, you know you've been heard. You know he is formulating the response. It may be no, sadly, but you can never doubt it will be for all of our eventual good. And I compare in this article um, all the strands of all our prayers and even our unanswered prayers. Picture God as a great weaver. And each strand is an unanswered prayer or a prayer that we've been told no by God. God will take all those strands and weave something perfect and beautiful, which was always his plan. And, no you know, sometimes so prayers, and sometimes prayers could be prolonged. Sometimes it's for the purposes of learning endurance or patience. And, you know, th there's always a good reason why things happen the way they happen. But, you know, it's, it's not just about prayer. Some people think prayer is all it takes. <laughs> but is it not always a, also about doing the right thing? Um, we we well, like to believe that God is very forgiving and slow to anger. Could that be a deterrent to self-discipline and doing the right thing? Absolutely. Amy, you're talking about a very important facet of God. God did give us free will. With that will comes responsibility. And we have got to endeavor to do the right thing, the thing we know is best, even when it's hard. And even when we lose, you know, through human eyes, we have got to do the right thing. And, you know, I've been thinking about the idea of wrath, God's wrath. That sounds scary, right? Nothing you want to talk about or think about. But God is a wrathful God because God is also complete justice. So what if terrible things happen and they do in this world? A child is sadly murdered. We want a wrathful God. We want a God that cares. And this is, in fact, who is in heaven, a God who does get angry. And he loves us so much. He gets angry a lot of times on our behalf. But we must look at our own conduct and be disciplined people it's it's a part of being a christian being disciplined well di and it doesn't mean you can't have fun doesn't mean you're not going to be happy i promise you you're going to be even happier do do they not say fearing god is an important component of wisdom it's it's part of of justice god's justice anyway so there's 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 wisdom in fearing God and I think the purpose is for fearing God is for us not to take advantage and think that he's always going to forgive us that his anger will be slow forever and that he never runs out of patience you know God is a God of justice and yes and when we continue we'll continue talking about God's love and other things like that call us if you think you are a fake Christian 1-866-34-TRUTH Let's see, maybe you're not. 1-866-34-TRUTH. Whoever calls us today will get a free copy of Amy's book, Love is the Answer, God is the Cure.
another like me. Hi again, and thanks for tuning in. We're live every Saturday at 1 p.m. on your radio, on our app, The Cure, and on social media. Just look for God is the Cure. And I'm the podcast guy, so later the show will be available as a podcast. Just search for The Cure with Amy Cabo, or type in God is the Cure in the podcast. The Cure with Amy Cabo will show up. And please subscribe if you like it. The song that just played was Me by Taylor Swift. Was it you? No. Oh. And here's what I got out of it, you know, thanks to the Holy Spirit. Okay. We are God's child, truly loved. He is definitely on our side. He's not concerned with who we were in our past, but what we have to offer on this ride. There's over 7 billion people in this world. We are unique. There's only one of you. God made sure we would triumph and stand out. Born with sin, he found a way to make us new. Character is born from trials. No matter who we are or how we look, suffering brings us closer to Jesus. God knew love so deep is what it took. There is no greater love than that of God, who gave his son to save our soul, providing all we need and more, gave us a script for which we play a role. We're continuing our conversation with our special guest, Deidre Riley. And she's helping us become better Christians, real Christians at least. Oh, can I ask a question? It came from social media. Uh, Tamar, Tamara asked a similar question, but we, are, we already also wanted to ask it though. What can be a motivating factor for an atheist or an agnostic person to believe in God? Atheist. There you are. Atheist. What did they say? <laughs> Atheist. Okay, yeah. atheist. There you are. <laughs> That's like potato That's or potato. A great, mm-hmm. great question, right, Amy? Yeah, I love That's, it. Uh, Just, you know uh, I know, I know the answer. Just tell them, look, you're gonna get lots of riches, lots of riches, and and good feelings. And good vibes. And good vibes. You know, the enemy can give you fake good vibes yeah, there too. Yeah, you are. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry, you're you're the answer. <laughs> I like it, Boris. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think a motivating factor can be everything else disappoints. Ultimately, everything else disappoints. And you know, even not believing in God is is a belief, but it will disappoint you. 
And when you've tried enough avenues and are left at the end of the day alone with yourself again, and all your failures and all your beliefs that haven't held up, if you were to be presented with a God that loves you so deeply and forgives everything, the worst thing you can ever think of if you truly are sorry, you truly repent, you are part of God's kingdom. And when you've gone down every road and it's been a dead end, please try Christianity. Try opening yourself up to the wonder of following the one true God. And I'm passionate about it because I've had my lonely time when I was a pretend Christian. And I was doing all the right things. I was praying. I was even teaching CCD, which is Catholic Sunday School. I was even teaching little kids, but I my pilot light had gone off. Well, you didn't and know you I were pretend. The, the thing is, you besides, don't you eventually run out? I of, did. Don't you eventually run out of luck? I, I'm pretty sure you can't make deals with the devil. Eventually, evil eats its own. So. That's exactly <laughs> right, Amy. And you know, this world is a tough place without God. Oh yeah. And uh, <laughs> you know. This is, this is your opportunity to shine shine a light on yourself, but also be of benefit to the world. We don't live that long, and, and faithful Christians are some of the most productive world changers you'll ever meet. And they, they just have amazing lives and amazing testimonies, and they do amazing things. And I only know that of true believers. It's true, and they will make mistakes. They're going to make mistakes, too. You can count on it. But they call on God's grace and mercy, and they begin again. Okay, so it's my turn again. So how about um, our youth? How do we keep them in the faith? That's a tough one. I mean, I can get my 13-year-old to pray with me, but my 15-year-old, it's a little bit more difficult. You know, I have faced that, and for us, that's a great question. And, you know, when I was teaching CCD, I was my kid's teacher. And here's a little note, never teach your own children, because <laughs> they don't behave. But <laughs> that's good. I like that. I, yeah, yeah. You know what my mistake was, Amy? I taught just, you know, we talked before about the law and the gospel. So we have the rules and we have the good news. I was teaching only the rules. And my oldest son looked at me one day in frustration and just said, he was a teen. He said, I don't get it. This is not for me. And I was so frustrated. We were frustrated with each other. And I said, suddenly the Holy Spirit spoke to me and I said, Fred, you know, when you're snowboarding down a mountain and the wind is rushing past your face and you're feeling as alive as you've ever felt, the Holy Spirit, God, is with you in that moment. He wants you to love adventure. If you're, if God wants you to snowboard, that's something you should do. He's not just a God of laws and rules. He's a God of, of adventure. The Bible is full of adventure. And God created you exactly the way you are. So if it's a good endeavor that isn't hurting anyone, encourage your child to find God in that, whether it's playing the cello or playing soccer or goofing around with friends if they're not hurting anyone and enjoying friendship 
God is there. God loves our happiness. And we forget to tell kids that. You know, Saint Teresa, Teresa said God loves a, a happy child, so much so that she found joy in suffering and wrote a book on it. So, and that's um, how much she believed in that. So, yeah, there, there is a lot of happiness to it. Um, we just have to see it. And so, could someone be too holy, be considered too religious? That's a great question. I, I do believe that we have to be careful, once we're Christians, to remember what it felt like not to be a Christian. And, and what I try to remember is that when you're not a Christian, you believe you and you alone are responsible for your own happiness and your own fate. And that can be very overwhelming. So I don't think you can be too religious in the in the aspect of talk with God too much. You could never do that. Some some people dedicate their lives to talking to God. But I think God wants us to be in community and and by really helping each other we need to remember what it's like to not have faith. Or maybe you're on the right track if if you take a humble approach. But if you get to the point where you think because you're doing so many things right, you're better than others, that's when it gets a little complicated, and you don't want to go there. <laughs> you know, that's a trap, Amy. That's a yeah. trap. And, you know, yeah. when I first became a true Christian, it was kind of scary because I realized kind of how many issues I had in ways that I wasn't me measuring up. And I really asked God to help me sort through those and to begin solving them and uh you know i am yeah. by no means perfect no one is and aren't, I have a help. and aren't we so surprised when we open our eyes what a great awakening <laughs> but guys we're done with the show yeah we are only a few minutes left but deidre thank you so much it was wonderful having you thank you for being with us today and what what a great way of looking at things you brought to our listeners. We really appreciate it. Amy, thank you so much, and I appreciate you, and you're uh, really blessing your, your listeners and viewers, and uh, I'm happy to be in the family. Nice. Hey, guys, more information on Deidre Riley and her book, The Pretend Christian, can be found on the website, Deidre that's D-E-I-R-D-R-E, Riley.com. And let's finish with a prayer, guys. Prayer for a humble heart. Lord, we pray for the heart position of humility. Humility in such a way that we do not cheapen our own worth or value within, but that we take the alignment that we are, are here for a greater purpose than just our own gain. We pray that you will highlight to us what it truly means to live a humble life and that our own worth will be revealed by your light. It is only then that we may truly live in freedom and right standing, for we will hold our own value correctly. Lord, we welcome you to mold and secure our hearts into humility by your lead. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Thank you to the Truth Network and the wonderful people that work with us for having us on air and all the other radios that carry our program, including Sirius XM, Channel 131, the Family Channel. This is Amy Cabo. You have been listening to The Cure. Please check our podcast, The Cure with Amy Cabo, our app, The Cure, or our website, GodIsTheCure.com. If you send us a message there, like what topic would you like to listen to the show, or just tell us your thoughts about the show. We'll really appreciate it. It's nice. Feedback's awesome. And thank you to our listeners for being with us. Until next week, be kind, always give it your best, and stay safe. Remember, this pandemic will pass, now with vaccines and treatments available, and there is a God. So until next Saturday, much love. Be true to yourself and others. Prioritize your values and keep the faith. For more information or to get Amy's book, Love is the Answer, God is the Cure, or to listen to the podcasts of previous shows, visit GodIsTheCure.com.